Titus chapter 1, if you would. Sorry, James chapter 1. So we're going into the last week, as Jesse mentioned, of our praying and fasting. And uh, we started two weeks ago um, tomorrow. So we've got one week left. And hopefully you are uh, staying with that in, in, in whatever way the Lord has told, taught, told you to and, and been staying um, consistent in what God has been laying on your heart for prayer. And so I want to talk about consistency tonight, amen? Consistency is key. This is one of those messages I get excited about because if you were to ask me, how, how do you make it for God, and how do you stay on track for God, and how do you, how do you go through the deep battles and the difficult times as a believer, this will be the answer right here, staying consistent with God. So if you're taking notes tonight... Consistency is key with God. That's the title of this message. Consistency is key with God. As we get into it, uh, we don't have our normal children's church tonight, but uh, we've got a couple classes, and the older kids will be in here with us. Um, So I want to remind you, what's Sunday? Does anybody remember what Sunday is? This is coming up Sunday. Back to church Sunday, amen. So we still got a few days to remind somebody, to call somebody, to text somebody um, and say, hey, we haven't seen you for a while. We haven't seen you this summer. or We miss you, whatever you want to do. You know, I do that a lot as the pastor, but how many know that they expect it from me? So if it comes from you, from somebody else in the church, it's going to mean more to them. It's going to be like, wow, somebody else cares. So um, please do that. Think of anybody, if, you don't, if you've thought of somebody, you don't know their number, text me, ask me, and I'll give it to you, and you can hit them up and just remind them, which then we'd love to see you, so we can pack this place out Sunday with people who have not been here. It's always funny and interesting, it's actually really not funny, it's more interesting, that we've, I don't think in 10 years of being a church, we have ever had everybody at service at one time, ever. I can't think of one service there's always somebody missing. Some, you know, someone gets sick or, or somebody's out of town or whatever. Even when it's, you know, all, all seems like everybody's there, somebody's missing, but then you get a visitor or whatever. But I want to I wanna see us get everybody back in that's been out. How many, as I said that Sunday and tonight, how many had some people come to your minds of people you haven't seen for a while? And if you haven't had anybody come to your mind, you're not paying enough attention at service. Who comes and who goes? Amen. We need to, we're a family. We need to work on that together. Amen? So uh, I don't know who it was tonight exactly, but I heard an amazing testimony from my dad, and I'm just going to share it, and then um, God can take it from there. He came into my office right before service and said that somebody was driving down the road on 35, I think. I saw someone nod. Is that you? Okay, and I don't know if I'm going to get this right, but driving down the road and a Jesus flyer card flew out of somebody's vehicle and stuck to her windshield right in front of her and that's why she's here tonight that's did I do that right and God's touching whoever you are he's he's I don't know if that's your daughter or a friend he's he's touching you so God's speaking to you and and you felt God's presence while we were worshiping and so I don't know what you're going through but he loves you and, and he's got a plan for you tonight, amen. You're not here by accident, amen. That's miraculous and supernatural. And we've been praying and fasting 
So maybe you're the reason we've been praying and fasting. So it's so good to have you um, get to know some people after service. I don't know if you have a church, but if you don't, we'd love you to be ours. Amen. That, that's pretty amazing, ain't it? Supernatural. So consistency with God. James chapter 1, verse 17. I want to give you a few um, verses tonight to, just to really think about this because this, this is the key. Consistency. Let me give you the definition of consistency first. Acting or doing something in the same way over time, especially as to be fair and accurate. Okay, so consistency is doing something over an amount of time done in the same way. How many know we need to be consistent in our walk with God? That is what we're talking about tonight. But when we begin to talk about some of these things, there are other areas that will be affected by our consistency with God. What did, what did God tell us in his word? He said, if you'll seek me first... If you'll put me first and my kingdom first, all the other things you need will be added unto you. And so consistency is saying, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to make sure that you're number one in my life. I'm going to make sure that there's nothing else more important than you. I'm going to make sure that I consistently am in the house of God. And um, I want to say something important here. This is this is. I promise, not specific to any person. I have nobody in mind, but this is important. We're, we're in a time right now of the year, and some people deal with it all year, where there's uh, kids in sports, there's kids in choir, there's kids in um, gymnastics, there's kids in cheerleading, there's kids in all kinds of things. Listen, I was very involved in school and sports. I love sports. Y'all know that. But I just want to tell something to all the parents that are here listening. Get your kids in sports. Have your kids in sports. That's great. Matter of fact, I'm totally for sports because they learn a lot. They learn about being coached and a lot of different things. But do not allow church sports to get them out of church. If if you're going to consistently miss service because of sports or anything else, don't come crying to me when your kid's not serving God because they're not bringing them to church. Amen? And and this is part of the consistency part. Though that there, there's, I, I got some uh, some some video from a friend, someone in my family, and I thought, oh, that's so cool. But it was on a Sunday, and it just drives me nuts that they don't got. You know what? The devil does not care what day he puts sports on. He he'll put it on purpose. Amen. So like I said, you got you can love sports, but it's got God's gotta be first. So hopefully, I said that for somebody. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. But this goes in line with being consistent. James 1, verse 17. Give me an amen if you're there. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. Now watch this. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. How many are thankful tonight that God does not change? He's the same, Jesus said, yesterday, today, and forever. And when you begin to talk about serving God, it's in, in, in matter of fact, if you begin to talk about being a part of something, how many know it's important that as you begin to learn, maybe it's at your job or especially in church or the Word of God, you begin to learn something in your life, it's, it's, it's nice that those things you learn don't change. It's a little frustrating when you're, maybe you're being trained at your job and they're telling you this is how we do things in our company and then you learn it and about three months later they say, well, we'll make a change. I'm not talking about little things. I'm talking about total direction. That would be frustrating. And I've always said this. I'll say it again tonight. I believe it. I thank God for it. 
um, I think we're coming up close to 20 years of being part of Victory World Outreach Fellowship. It's, the, it's probably the biggest thing that I thank God for is the consistency of our fellowship. That we have stayed the same, we have preached the same, the vision's been the same, how we do things has been the same, the way all that stuff is, it would be horrible if every year we went to conference and we were going a different direction. Right? You're like, we just, we just figured this out. I mean, we, last conference, uh, you told us we're going to do this and we've been figuring it out for 11 months and now when we just got it, you're going to change it on us. That's frustrating. Amen. You got you to have some consistency in your life. And so God does not change. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. I am the Lord, I do not change. So consistency, here's some cinnamons. Constant, regular, uniform, steady, stable, unchanging, undeviating, unfluctuating. How many know God is looking for some men and women in this place tonight that have those characteristics in their walk? Doesn't matter what's going on. Too many believers fluctuate their emotions and their faith with what's going on. We're human, yes, we have emotions, something hits us and we have to react, but God wants us to stay consistent in our faith. We can't be in love with God today and mad at God tomorrow, and then in love with God again on Friday, and then frustrated with God on Saturday. He wants us to be consistent. We can't be saying, man, I'm all in tonight, and then on Sunday, I don't even feel like going to church. That's not consistency. Consistency is handling those emotions. I want to introduce you to myself. Listen to this. My name is Consistency. I am related to success. The more, and we should hang out more than every once in a while. So consistency is introducing himself to you tonight, not me, I'm not, not the person, but consistency is saying, hey, I am related to success. If you want more success in your life, hang out with consistency. Amen? When you begin to consistently have success, it's not an accident. And think about the opposite. When you consistently have problems, it's not an accident. Amen? So I, I, here's a statement for you. Some people are consistently inconsistent. If it was not for inconsistency, some people would not have consistency in their life. But we can change that. We can change that. God can change that. And it, makes, it takes decisions. Somebody shout out decisions. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to give you three or four verses to look at tonight. I could have given you hundreds, but I chose a few to give these to you. This is a good, good, challenging message, good growth message, good perspective message, and really just a foundation message. Consistency is key with God. If you, when you look at someone's life and you see consistency, that's something you want to follow. When Jesus began to walk the earth and he called his disciples, I was talking to somebody about this this week. I don't think they'd come here. Um, and they, we were mentioning how uh, Jesus called, as a matter of fact, I think it was at Home Depot with somebody. And they, we were talking about, yes, it was, how Jesus, calls, how Jesus called people and they did not under hypno, hypnosis follow him. They weren't just like, oh, let me follow you. They saw something in Jesus 
that drew them to follow him. And I'll tell you that one of the things that if you look at Jesus' life, he was consistent. It's one of the greatest characteristics we should want in our lives to be consistent so that people look at us and know what they get. Know that they can expect things from us. Know that we're going we're gonna to do the same thing, that we're not going to change all the time. Think about parenting. How, how horrible it is if parenting changes all the time or if two parents aren't consistent with each other. That's another little thing I can throw in there, that when you're parenting and you are uh, t- um, disciplining your child, one of the worst things you can do is, is, is if your spouse has cha- disciplined that child and they come to you and you change what they said. And you go against what they said. Sometimes you don't agree with exactly what they did it, but if you do that, you're showing inconsistency. Kids will pick up on that real fast. Okay, they're smart. So parenting has to be consistent. Everything we do has to have a consistency to it. So it's a balance in our life is saying, I'm going to do this consistently. Look what 1 Corinthians 15 says, verse 58. He says, therefore, Paul says, my beloved brethren... Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That always means all the time. So somebody who is consistent is is somebody who's always in the right place at the right time. Tonight, you're here, and this is Wednesday night service. And this is, is, I've heard someone told me not too long ago, this is their favorite service. Wednesday night's their favorite service. It's probably my favorite too, because we've all all talked about that. The ones who love the pastor come on Sunday morning. What's the second one? The one who love the church come on Sunday night, and the ones who love Jesus come on Wednesday night. Amen. Because you, no one's making you be here, but you get here in the middle of the week and you get a recharge. And so I love talking to the Wednesday night crowd because we are here and we're doing something consistently. Some of, some of us here do not miss a Wednesday night. Now, we understand sicknesses come up and, 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 and a job can hold you over. Or you can have traffic problems. But some of us don't ever miss, and there's power in that consistency of constantly saying, you know what, that's why I said that about sports. Because if you begin to let something come in, it's a slippery slope. Then, then, then there'll be something else, and then there'll be something else. Listen, I've, see, I've been around long enough to see it over the years. A good family, get trapped out, pulled out, and be gone. Because, because they didn't say, you know what, here's, here's a line I'm drawing. There's some things I'll do, but I'm not going to miss you heard my daughter. I'm, I'm not saying that cause, just because she's my daughter, but she just testified Sunday. I'm proud of her. She got a new job. I won't work Wednesday nights. You, you, you go into that and say, say this, is, this, is, this is a line I'm not going to cross. I'm, I want a job, but I trust God to give me a job. I'm not going to miss Wednesday nights on. That's something that God looks at, and he, and, he, and he admires that. Amen? So he says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, here's the key. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Why do I, why do I wake up every morning and say, I'm going to serve God? Why do I wake up every morning and say, I'm going to get in the Word? Why do I wake up every morning and say, I'm going to live my life for Jesus today? Why? Because I know that my labor is not in vain. How many know if you just remind yourself that every day, that when it's painful, and, and things aren't going right, you'll know it's going to work out. It's going to come around. It's going to come together. And, and, and one of the things I want to say right now that's important is, is this. Listen to this. 
If you are persistent, I've got a few quotes that I chose that are really powerful. If you are persistent, you will get something. Okay? How many believe that? If you're persistent enough, you're going to get something. Here's the key. If you're consistent, you'll keep it. Think about that. If you have persistency, you're going to get something. You'll get what you want. But if you're consistent in that thing, you'll keep it. Okay? So we need to realize that if I'm doing something for the Lord, the reason I continue to remind myself, you know what, this is a hard day. I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like reading the Word today. I don't feel like doing these things today. But I'm going to do it because I know my labor is not in vain. It's going to work out right at the end. Some of the key things, some of the small things that we talk about consistently, don't ever get to a place where you go, man, they say that so much. When When we say something so much, it's because reading the Bible and praying and coming to church and giving to the Lord what's his are things that will cause you to stay with God. It's just that simple. Now, it's not simple to be consistent on that, but that's simple. God says, read my word. God says, give me your time. He says, talk to me in prayer. He says, go to my house that I've opened up, and I want you to go fellowship there. Give me what's mine. And if you'll do those things right there, you will be, and you stay consistent with it, you'll look back 10 years down the road from now and say, man, God has done something immovable in my life. Amen. How many can testify to that tonight? Staying consistent in those key things. If you begin to drop one of those things, any of those four things I just said, if you begin to drop one of those things, you will begin to be inconsistent. Those are areas, you know, sometimes, why does God want, you think, you really think God can't make it without your prayer? Do you really think God's not going to survive if you don't read his word? Do you really think he's not going to stay on the throne if you don't show up to church? He's definitely going to be able to make it without your money. He's, he's a gazillionaire. He owns everything. So why does he ask for those things? Because he needs it or because we need it? We need it. That's a good perspective to think about. When you're, when you're frustrated, at, oh, man, God wants my 10%. God wants my prayer. God, Stop thinking about him needing it and saying, God needs, I need God's 10%. I need time and prayer. I need the word. I need to be at church. It's going to keep me consistent. Okay, here's another verse that ties right into that. And let me say that again. If you're persistent, you'll get something. If you're consistent, you'll keep it. Let me throw this in. I thought this was really powerful. Consistency, how many know sometimes consistency can be boring? Right? Some people, I will change it up, man. I'm just, I'm going to change it up. Consistency can be boring. But consistency is far better than one rare moment of greatness. Right? That one rare moment of greatness might come in your life. Might come. But it's most likely not going to come. But those little consistent moments will add up to something great. Okay? That's the key. So I stay consistent. I stay consistent. I stay consistent. I know what I do. I do what I'm supposed to do. And eventually, God's word is going to work. And Galatians 6, 9 reminds us that. Here's what it says. He reminds us. Let us not grow weary in what? 
You know what another word for well-doing is? Being consistent. Do not grow weary on doing the same thing every week. Now, we know in here from learning the Word of God the right way, we're not talking about doing things so God will love us more. We're not talking about doing things religiously, out of tradition of men. We're not talking about praying for vain repetitions. We're not doing it in that way. We're doing it because we know the consistency brings results. Ties into anything in life. If you've ever been able to be successful in anything, from a diet to a marriage to a job to a business to to staying in shape, anything you do, how do you obtain it? Being consistent in the little things. In the little things. Just consistently doing the right. You know, a good marriage is not, is not going to make it and doesn't become a good marriage because there's that one amazing anniversary. That's not what makes a great marriage because that's once a year. Um, you, you go up to somebody, hey, how can you guys have 25 years of great marriage? Well, I mean, we had this. The 16th anniversary was something else, let me tell you. That right there has held us together. See, that's one big great moment. What they'll tell you is we wake up every day and we make sure we tell each other we love each other. We make sure that we leave notes. We make sure that we text each other. We make sure that we, we call on each other. We make sure that we tell each other they look good. We make little things. We spend time together, little things. Amen, my mom's saying, right? Little things, little things, little things. Almost coming up on 50 years soon, almost little things. Right? The little things over and over. And then you look back and, man, something good happened. I've got a good marriage. If you don't, if you, it doesn't happen by accident. It, it's consistency. So he says, let us not grow weary while doing good because in due season we will reap. That's a good promise. We will reap, but there's an if. If what? If we don't faint, we don't lose heart, if we don't stop being consistent. Just doing the right thing over and over, over and over. You know, there's, you might know someone like this. You might know people like this. Just This has nothing to do with spiritual, but it would tie in because there's a lot of people that aren't saved that do this. But there's people who are at their jobs. I was walking through Home Depot, I think that same time, talking to somebody, a lady um, that works there. And I said, who's worked here the longest? I said, have you worked here the longest? She said, oh, no, no. She said, I've only worked here 18 years. I said, only? I said, that's a long time. I said, I was congratulated. I said, that's, that's good. She said, oh, yeah, but the guy back in the cut in the woods been here for 35 years. That, I love to hear when someone's been at a job like that for a long time because they may not be saved, but they're doing something good. Something's powerful about someone being on a job for that long and being consistent. Then you hear about those people who are at that, that guy at that 35-year job might have never missed a day of work, right? People who go through school never missed a day of school. I mean, there's something to be said about that. We should admire those things because it's it, sometimes, and again, sometimes it's boring, I just get up. Now, they need Jesus. A lot of times they need Jesus. They need Jesus in their lives. But some of those people we can learn from, I just get up and go to work every day. I just show up. I'm just Mr. Consistent. I'm just Mr. Boring. I'm just, I'm just have my house. I just have, I don't have, you know, there's something to be said about that. Some, here's what happens in the, in the church world. A lot of Christians are trying to jump from supernatural amazing miracle to supernatural amazing miracle. And they're not consistent. 
And Mr. Boring Believer over here, Mrs. Boring Believer over here, just consistently serves God, just consistently does what she's supposed to do. Guess what's going to happen? According to this word, if we don't lose heart, we will reap. We will reap. That moment will come. Seems like nobody's watching. It will happen. Listen to this. Long-term consistency beats short-term intensity. Long-term consistency beats short-term intensity. The walk of God is not a, is not a sprint. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or nod your head with me, but all of us know people who got saved and sprinted. And I've passed about one million of them over the past 25 years, and they're still at the 100 yards, fainted, out. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. I've talked about this a whole lot of times. It is something to admire. Many of the people in our home church have been there for 40 years. Ruth Grinnan that was just here with her husband, they're in the 30s. I know that for sure. They've been in that church for 30-something years. We go at conference and we see these people who I've seen for the last 20 years, every year. There's nothing flashy about them. There's nothing exciting about them. They just serve God. They're just consistent. I'm not talking about Ruth. I'm talking about all these. They just serve God, and you just know they're going to be there when they go to conference. We've got people like that in this church, people who have been here from the first day, from the first month, from the first building, and, and they might not have seen some supernatural heaven open up over them, but they're still here, and sooner or later, that supernatural blessing is going to come. That supernatural miracle is going to come because he says if we stay in it, we will reap if we don't faint. Matthew 5.37 says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. We need to be consistent in what we say. If we're able to do something, then we say we're going to do it. If we're not able to do something, and that doesn't mean being lazy, it means we can't fulfill it. We don't, we don't say we're going to do it. God says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. How many know when you're going to meet somebody somewhere or you're going to do some kind of activity, you like to have people show up that you know are going to show up? When you're really trying to get something done in life, whether it's in the ministry, in the church, in your work, or whatever, you know who to call that's going to show up, right? There may be some people who are a little bit more flashy, got a little bit more going on, might be a little bit more exciting, but they might or might not show up. So you got to get a hold of those people who are going to show up. Success, listen, is the sum of small efforts. Small efforts. Listen to this. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Right? Every day. Small little things every day. And there's things that you can start. There's things that you can challenge yourself with. Me, me and my wife, I, I, I saw this little uh, thing on YouTube because I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape. I'm not making it vanity or anything, but I'm trying to get back in shape as I get older. I still want to dunk one more time before it's all said and done. That's my goal, to dunk in my 40s. But, I'm just, but I just pulled the muscle yesterday too, so I don't know if that's going to happen. That set me back. But I've been lifting with Kristen. She's been training me. And I saw this little post, and, and uh, it was a 100 push-up-a-day challenge. 
We need to challenge ourselves with things. And so I told my wife, I'm doing this challenge, and she said, I'm going to do it with you, and so we've been doing it, and so I'm going to stay consistent with that for 30 days, just like we've been in this fast. We've been consistent with it, and you have to remind yourself every day, you know, I'm not going to quit after day 10. I'm not going to quit after day 5. You may have had a failure moment there. You might have missed a made ate a meal you thought you were going to miss or whatever, but if you do little, little things of small efforts every day, you become successful. How many know that any big business in the world, McDonald's, Subway and Food, um, Bill Gates, whatever, whatever he's done in the world with, with his money and how he's made so much money, none of that stuff was done overnight. It was little efforts, little efforts, little efforts, little efforts, and then repeatedly day in and day out. Let's finish with this t- uh, chapter, Ch- Titus. I knew I was going to get to Titus. Chapter 2. How many are getting something tonight? These are good messages for us to keep going, to stay consistent. Because I'm telling you, one of the biggest lies, I think, of the, and strategies of the devil is to get you to think, you're, I'm just some boring little believer. I'm just some boring Christian. I, I ain't doing nothing. Well, how many thousands and millions of Christians have gone back to their old ways because they haven't learned how to be consistent with God? Let them, let them talk about you. Oh, they're going to church again. Well, they're going to church again. That there they go, in the neighborhood, in your family. Oh, they're always at church. They're always at church. You know that's a good thing for someone to say about you. They're always at church. How how ridiculous is that thought? You know, would you would be better if they were always at the bar? In that wild, you might have come from that lifestyle where you were in the bar all the time. And it seems like your family would be gladder if you were back at the bar all the time instead of being at church. Isn't that wild? Here you are being consistent in something, and it's because it's boring and going to church, they're not happy for you. Some people are consistently alcoholics. Some people are consistent drug addicts, right? A lot of people are consistent, but what are we consistent in? So we're going to look at Titus 2 here in one second, but listen to this. The only way you will see results in your life is if you stay consistent. It's the only way. I remember a bunch of years ago with, with physicality and trying to stay in some kind of shape and not get overweight and not be unhealthy. I, I, I tried all kinds of things. Once I stopped playing sports, consistently and professionally, I, I tried all kinds of things. Every year at the beginning of the year, I'd try a new diet, try a new thing, try a new, you know, we'd do that. Way before we were doing 21-day fast, I was doing the Daniel fast 21 days. I was, I'd try something every year for 21 days. Guess what? About 25 days after that, I was right back to where I was December 31st. And I finally, about five years ago, I'm not where I want to be physically, but I've been about this. I've been the same weight for five years now because I made a decision five years ago. I'm not going to try those things anymore that I can't do consistently. And so I began to say, this is going to be a long process, but I'm going to do a little bit every day. I'm going to do a little bit every year, and I'm going to eventually get to where I want to be. It's not overnight. It takes time. And so that's physically might be something you're working on in your marriage. might be something you're working on for a business. might be something you're working on in your personal walk. Whatever it is, you've got to realize it's going to take time, but it's boring. 
I hate going to the gym. I do not like it. I don't know what's wrong with people that like going to the gym. I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I was like, oh, I cannot wait to go lift weights. I don't I don't know. It's a different breed. And I remember talking to my friend David back there, and he finally, he, I used to think he was that person because he'd go to CrossFit all the time. We'd go play basketball, and he'd go to CrossFit after. If you've ever done CrossFit, that's some serious exercise. And we'd get done playing. He said, like, where are you going? I'm going to CrossFit. I'm like, you're crazy. What do you mean you're going to We just played basketball for two hours. You're going to go to CrossFit? And he's in good shape and, and, and everything. And one day I said, man, well, you like working out. And he said, no, I don't. He said, I like the results. So now transfer that over to spirituality. How many times you look at somebody and you go, oh, they must love praying. Oh, they must love reading the word. They must just, they just must devour it. I mean, you, oh, they just must, they just must really, really love each other in that marriage. Is that it? Or do they make a decision every day that I'm going to have a good marriage? And I like the results of my marriage better when we're not fighting than when we are. I like it better when we're, when we're loving each other than when we're mad at each other. How many are following me? That's a good point. I don't, I don't like the work. I was talking to somebody this week, and I said, you, you don't always like to go to work. You don't always like to do the things you know you need to do, but you do them because you know there's going to be results. It's the same thing with church. You've got to come to church. You've got to realize you're not always going to feel like coming to church. You're not always going to feel like reading the Bible. You're not always going to feel like spending time in prayer. You're definitely not going to ever probably feel like giving your money to God. Although your, your wallet can be sanctified, amen. You can get to that place where it is, it is enjoyable. But those are things where you do them out of what? Obedience. Samuel said obedience is better than sacrifice. And so we do these things consistently. And I'm telling you, I believe someone tonight is going to, someone's going to get this and, and really begin to put it into practice and really begin to be more encouraged. And some are going to be at a place where you've been really doing some things right, but now you're realizing this is going to put you over the top. This is going to give you that victory. Now you're saying, man, I'm, I've been seeing some results. You know what? Results are addicting. When you begin to see a little bit of results, because, again, going back, I'm, I'm just doing this just because it's a very good example right now. You know, when you start saying, I'm going to get myself in shape, I'm going to go work. My daughter's been bugging me forever to lift weights. And I didn't want to do it because I don't like it. I'd much rather be, I always just say, I'm not running unless I got a basketball in my hand. I don't like to. And even when I played professionally, when I played in college, when I played in high school, I only lifted because they made me lift. I had no choice. You go to the weight room, all right, never liked it. But before I started lifting about six months ago, I had bad plantar fasciitis. Most of you know. I walk in here some night, sometimes on a Wednesday night limping up here. My foot was killing me. Bad. My knees were hurting. Now after six months of lifting weights consistently, twice a week, without fail, I have no more plantar fasciitis. It's gone. No pain at all. Now, some would say, well, God healed you. Yeah, God healed me through my consistency. You know, God works that way. Sometimes we're looking for, God can do a miracle, but sometimes God says, I'd like to do a miracle in your consistency. That'd be a miracle, right? That someone would be consistent with something. 
And so you begin to do these things. You begin to see results. You begin to say, wow, this really works. I'll throw something out for you. I've said this before, but it's been a long time since I've said it. Go home tonight or go tomorrow and buy some apple cider vinegar. Listen to me. I'm telling you. We all listen to me just for 30 seconds. Can I? No, I'm not being sponsored by Braggs, okay? I promise. But listen to me. Been taking it for about a year, year and a half now. It is, it's so, it's God, it's from God. It's straight from God. And it tastes like it's from the devil. I make a face before I drink it. I make a face as I'm on my way to the refrigerator to grab it. I'm serious. I make a face before, during, and after. Twice a day. But I've, I've gotten some of y'all to start doing it. I'm telling you, you'd be amazed at how you feel. You'd be amazed how it cleans you out. And all, cholesterol, arteries, everything. And you'll be amazed at how it burns this little fat off the side of your body too. Consistently. Why am I saying these things? Because it's not always just spiritual things. It's little things that God gives us. That Bragg's apple cider vinegar is a miracle maker. If you'll take two tablespoons every morning and two tablespoons at night, it'll make you feel better. I feel, listen, I feel as good as I've probably ever felt in my life outside of my left thigh right now that I pulled yesterday. I feel good physically. How many know when you feel fit, good physically, lots of things fall. I see two or three hands. That's all right. Well, the rest of y'all need to start trying it. Amen. When you feel good physically, everything gets better. So these are just some ideas, some things you start doing consistently that you don't like, but you make yourself do it. You get into a H-A-B-I-T habit. You cannot expect to succeed. Oh, this is a good one right here. If you only put the work in on the days you feel like it. You cannot expect to succeed in your walk with God if you only praise when you feel like it. You cannot expect to make it with God. God, speak to me. Oh, God, speak to me. You say that once a month, you're not going to, God's not going to speak to you. You got to ask him on the day you don't feel like asking. You got to get in that prayer time when you don't feel like praying. And I'm telling you, when you look back, you will be thankful. Last verse, Titus chapter 2, verse 7. Give me an amen if you're there. think you've been there. In all things, that's everything. He says, show yourself to be a pattern of good works. All things means Eating right, all things means loving your spouse. All things means drinking apple cider vinegar. All things means everything. It means everything. Be consistent. means eating your vegetables. means all kinds of things you don't like. Being nice. Amen. Some people, for being nice, make the face I do when I drink apple cider vinegar. Look like you're baptized in that stuff. I'm not talking to anybody here. Amen. Right? He says, in all things, show yourself to be a pattern of good works. What is pattern? Consistent. Something is, that's, that's watchable. We need to have that life. How strong will our church be if, if there is no weak link? There's always going to be so to speak, the weakest link, but wouldn't it be awesome if our weakest link was stronger than any other link? 
in the world. We can all sharpen each other. We can all encourage each other. Just list, Just think this right now, what if you're participating, because we don't know, we don't ask you to sign for it. I don't even ask the leaders to tell me what they're doing. It's all between us and God. But if we're involved in this fast in any way, look what that 21 days does for us. How it, how it makes us focus. And, and the key, though, tonight is not to do the fast for 21 days. The key is to take some of the things you learn during the fast and keep doing them. That's what the reason for a fast is. You know, maybe you've fasted social media. You might need, it might be good for you to fast social media forever. Or if you've really cut down on it, stay cut down on it. Don't, on the 22nd day, don't go binge on everything you've been fasting on. Don't stay on Facebook for 24 hours straight because you haven't been on it for 21 days. Get caught up on everything. How many are following what I'm saying? Don't go eat seven hamburgers if you haven't had a hamburger for the 21 days. Don't, don't go binge on all that stuff. But you say, man, I've, I've really gotten my, what was the verse I sent this morning? If your soul's not contained, so to speak, it's like a, a city without walls, right? That's, that's not word for word, but that's the idea of what the Proverbs was I sent out today. When we begin to get discipline in areas, it begins to affect us in other areas, and it's a good thing. So he says, in all things, show yourself to be a pattern of good works. He says, in doctrine, showing integrity, in reverence, in incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed. I think I read that verse last week at one point. Having nothing evil to say of you. Amen? Nothing evil to say of you. So we have a God who is consistent. We have people we can learn from in the Bible who were not consistent. Peter was not consistent, but look how he turned out. Learn from those people. Learn from other people around you that are not consistent in areas, but don't don't judge them and be like, oh, they're just messed up, but learn from them. Take the good, spit out the bad, and just be consistent. And just, if if you're one of those people that says, you know what, I don't miss Wednesday nights, I don't miss Sundays, I don't miss this, I don't miss that, I don't miss an event spiritually pat yourself on the back because you're going to be thankful one day. You will. You're going to be thankful that you showed up on a Wednesday night when you didn't feel like it. I doubt anybody in this place has ever showed up on a Wednesday night when you didn't feel like it and left worse than when you came in. I doubt it. I doubt if you say, you know what, I, I, know, I don't feel like going, but I know I'm supposed to go. I know God's got something for me tonight, whether it's in the message, whether it's at the prayer time, whether it's in the song, whether it's at the altar call. Something gave you something, and you walked out and said, man, I am so glad that I came. I came in with a bad attitude. I came in angry. I came in upset. I came in doubting, but I'm leaving different. The, you'll, that's always my prayer. Every, all, every time we're in the, in the prayer room, Lord, don't let people leave the same way they came in. Let them leave changed. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are a consistent God. You're a consistent God. You're you're not asking us to be something you're not. Help us to listen to some of these quotes tonight, God, that we're never going to see success if we only put the work in when we feel like it. 
Lord, that we don't want to be consistently inconsistent. Help us, Lord, tonight to make decisions. Maybe some of us here tonight are, are just a mess. We're not doing anything consistently. But the awesome thing about you is your mercies are new today. And great is your faithfulness. And when we fall short, you pick up the things that are lacking. Maybe you're here tonight and you just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, get, I'm putting the past behind me. I've been a mess. I've been making some mistakes. I've been careless. I've gotten out of my discipline, but I'm, I'm coming home tonight. God, I'm going to get right back on track again. And he's such a good God. He'll put you right back on track. Maybe you're here and you have been consistent and you are feeling so good. And you're, you're thinking, man, thank God I'm really starting to see some, some fruit from my consistency. And this word has just confirmed that in you. And, and you're going to walk out of here saying, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm going to keep staying consistent. Wherever you're at in this place tonight, there's probably an area in your life that you're not consistent in. So there's always an, a kink in our armor. There's always some place we can get better at. So we're going to pray for that tonight. We're going to talk to the Lord about it tonight. But how many all over this place tonight are here and you've been a mess, you've been struggling, you've been dealing with some stuff, and and the Holy Spirit is dealing with you tonight. And, and maybe you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You have not been what the Bible calls born again. You have not put your faith in what Jesus did on the cross. That You know, the Jews missed that. Isaiah 53, I was watching something where they missed the whole chapter 53 where he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. He was rejected. He was, he was not esteemed. He was despised. But we don't reject Jesus tonight. We say, Jesus, we know that you're the Messiah. We know that you're the living God. We know that you died on the cross for our sins. We know that the wages of our sin is death tonight, but the gift of God is eternal life. Maybe you've never said that prayer. I want to pray with you tonight. If you would just lift your hand and let me see it. Say, Pastor, pray with me tonight. I'm not saved. If I died tonight, I don't know where I'd spend eternity, but I want to know tonight. I want to, I want to say the prayer of faith. That's me. Maybe you're here tonight and, and, and you've been just on the cusp of, of quitting and giving up, but God says, no, no, I got, I got a plan for you. Don't be weary in your well-doing, and you're going to reap a harvest. God's got something big for you tonight. Let's stand to our feet tonight. I'm going to open up the altars. You can find a place all across the front of this church, at the altar, at a chair, wherever you want, just to find some time to spend with God just for a few minutes. This is where we take what we heard and we put it into practice and we say, Lord, now let that just melt into my spirit. Ask him tonight, Lord, help me be consistent in the areas that I'm inconsistent. Listen, God knows you better than you know yourself tonight. As we begin to sing this song of worship, we're going to just spend, this is sealing the deal tonight. We call this doing business with God tonight. Just talk to the Lord and get what you came for tonight. Walk out of here different tonight. In Jesus' name.